Davidson's has two locations, one in Centennial and one in Highlands Ranch. They're locally owned and they have a massive selection for whatever beer, wine, spirits you need. Supporting our partners is supporting us. And right now, all orders from Davidson are curbside pickup or delivery. So you can make sure to get uh, the best deals on all beer, wine, and spirits. And you don't have to do much. You can either have them deliver it right to your house or you can have them have it ready for you at curbside when you go out to make your run. Let's jump into the show. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands drinking the curves from mile high the best part of the weekend. Hugging the perfect stranger they become a friend Having a good time When the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in Every day With the good folks Down DNVR Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos Podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee Make sure to use the code DNVR20 For 20% off your Strava Craft Coffee They'll deliver it straight to your door. You won't have to go anywhere. It's a fantastic product. We really recommend using it. It's got CBD infused into the coffee to help you with anxiety or aches and pains or whatever you're going through right now. So make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee and use the code DNVR20. Well, welcome into the show, guys. And thank you for tuning in on this Friday afternoon in the Mile High City. Quarantine up episode five i believe hey you I'm, made still it. Able, I'm still able to uh to keep track here um early this morning the denver media was able to hop on a conference call with melvin gordon i unfortunately wasn't able to be on it but both of you guys were so take me through what we learned from melvin gordon this morning Ooh, he started off firing is what i felt and i absolutely loved it look we all know what's happening here. He's going from one division rival to another. And there was a report out there that said he could have gone to another team for more money, but he chose to go to the Broncos so he could stay in the division and play the Chargers twice a year. So we, we already knew that, that it was going to be fun with Melvin. And boy, did that start today. He just simply said, Denver definitely has a way bigger fan base uh than what the chargers have and man that that was my biggest takeaway was just how fun this ride is going to be with melvin especially when talking about the chargers yeah but the thing is who if you're mocking the chargers fan base who is there to mock <laughs> i mean they just they don't have any fans I, I i i think he just basically said the quiet part at least the quiet part from the chargers perspective out loud today regarding uh, the fact that they had no support, the fact that they uh, would play the Broncos and it was uh, like a Denver home game uh, when they were out in the soccer stadium. And the other thing that just jumped out in general, and it's sort of similar to uh, Chris Harris Jr. going to the Chargers. There is a not just a chip, there is a massive boulder on his shoulder right now. And the fact that he got to stay in the AFC West and play his old team twice a year means he's never going to lack for motivational fuel uh, when he goes against the Chargers. Yep, and with that, he said that he has a huge chip 
on his shoulder and he was really uh, upset last year. Uh, and people last year were talking about how he's an average back, how the chargers weren't missing him that much, how his talent is just average. And he's still hearing that right now. And he, he said, no one takes into account all of the things that happened. Uh, you know, the holdout, he was missing a center. He was missing his left tackle. And he said, but I know people don't care about those. And, and, and I don't need that to be an excuse, but some players are given those an excuse. And I haven't been given that as an excuse from people. So I want to go out this year and prove everyone wrong. I love, I love the chip on the shoulder dynamic here. And it's funny because the ultimate chip on the shoulder guy on the Broncos offense is Philip Lindsay. And the addition of Melvin Gordon not only adds to the Broncos on offense with a chip on their shoulder, but it also grows the chip on the shoulder on that of Philip Lindsay. And I think the two of these guys, personally, I think they're going to end up becoming great friends. Um, it's always awkward, I think, at the beginning here when, when a team adds someone at your position. But I actually think Melvin and Phil are going to get along really, really well. And I think the two of them kind of working off of each other is going to only make the chip on the other shoulder stronger and better. Uh, and I know that um, Melvin kind of mentioned a little bit about how he's talked with Phil and, you know, talked a little bit about that dynamic. Well, and if it goes down that route, that that route where they both embrace this and play off each other like that, uh, then it, it's exactly what Melvin said. Melvin said, we're not worried right now about who gets the carries and how that's split. We're, win we're worried about winning football games. And boy, if all of that comes together, that's just the perfect, perfect duo. Well, you want them to get along socially just because they're going to be in the same room, same meeting room together every day. And I think their personalities are actually going to mesh. Uh, if, if there's going to be anyone being upset, if, if Philip Lindsay is going to be upset, uh, I think he, he would turn it in another direction. I don't think he would turn it uh, at his fellow running back. I wouldn't be surprised if the two of them end up being uh, longtime friends out of this. Yeah, it, they just kind of both have an attitude that I think – will really mesh well together also Melvin and I, I don't know if you I was this was the one of the main reasons I was looking forward to this call I was bummed I wasn't on it but uh I he comes off to me as like a really really nice guy and Phil also he's a fiery guy but he's also a really good person uh and I think that that will mesh well together did he come off as cool as he seems uh on uh, Instagram yeah, definitely. Definitely. He seems like he's going to be good to the media. Fans are going to love him and not just the hair, but the personality that he has. And on the field, it, it's similar to Phil. You know, we know how Phil uh, just turns into to Tasmanian devil on the field like he can't be stopped. And Melvin was asked um, what, how he's so successful in those short yarded situations that Mace talked about uh, earlier this week, especially uh, in the red zone. And he said it comes down to mentality. I just treat everything like it's fourth down. And that just really reminds me of Phil. Totally. Yeah, although I think uh, in the red zone, no offense to Phil, but I think he's, uh, he's a little bit better in that uh, compressed area where you've got more defenders. And I think that's just owing to sort of his, to his build, the way he runs the ball. They're, they, have, they, they can both do everything you need a running back to do. But I think Melvin Gordon is going to fill some of the gaps with Philip Lindsay. And I think the same is going to be true for Lindsay with, with uh, Gordon. You know, I think, I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a good attitude here, really, regardless of what goes on. Cause it's not like he's been in a great situation 
out out in LA the past couple of years where they've been winning so much, going to the playoffs, going down deep runs. Uh, and he's also had to share the backfield with a fantastic back um, in Austin Eckler. So I'm not worried uh, about Melvin, but it's probably also easy for Melvin to, to not be worried about this new dynamic with, with Phil and himself and worried about the carries because he probably believes right now that he's the guy, you know, John Elway talked about the one, two punch. Melvin talked about how they're going to have a great one, two punch. He probably knows that he's that one of the one, two. So it's going to be really interesting to talk to Phil uh, and, and see if there's any animosity, if he's a little bummed about it at all. But I mean, with Melvin, I would expect nothing else because he's the one. Well, the other thing for Phil's perspective, and I, I was thinking about this last night, if I were Phil, I mean, I wouldn't be upset with Melvin Gordon, but I would, I'll be honest, I would look and see that this guy is getting $8 million per year and I'm still on my rookie deal and that they didn't want to uh, redo a contract, renegotiate with me and give me more. And hey, I'd be a little angry if I were Phil Lindsay that this guy who hasn't done anything here is getting the big money and I'm not. And I mean, I've been in this situation uh, uh, work-wise at one point in my career where I felt like I'd done a, a really good job and there was a chance uh, there was a, a chance for an opening and they that someone else was brought in from the outside and I was never even considered or asked for it because you know they thought oh well he wouldn't want that anyway and uh, I, I felt some resentment for that so I, if Phil is upset I couldn't blame him because I would know exactly how that felt. Zach, you said that you think that Melvin is the one of the one-two punch. I think when all is said and done, that won't be the case. Um, but I'm not saying stats-wise right now. I'm saying going into the season, there's nothing that – unless there's something you can point to right now that, that would uh, say the opposite. There's nothing that makes me think that Phil would be the one right now. Oh, I just think he's a slightly better running back. So I think when by the time they start the season – He's going to be the number one running back. But but right now, right now, going into the season, going into the offseason, going into everything, what do you think John Elway, Vic Fangio, uh, and Pat Shermer view this this duo? Because there's a one-two. John didn't say, like, oh, we have two ones. He said we have a one-two punch. Yeah, I don't think you meant it in that. I honestly think they're viewing it as they're both, there's a race that's going to begin, and they're both starting at the same spot on the starting line. Not when you're paying a guy – 11 times more than the other guy. But that's the, Bronco, the... the Broncos have the opportunity right now to give Phil $8 million if they wanted to and, and really, really make it even. Now, we know that that's not going to happen. But, guys, the Broncos did just pay a punter three times more than Philip Lindsay a couple days ago. But the, it, I would, I would uh, agree with that point if they just signed both of these guys. If they signed both of these guys, one got a minimum deal and the other one got an $8 million deal, well, then, yeah, it would be obvious. But the reason that they're not paying Phil is because they don't have to. They had to pay Melvin Gordon to get him in here. They had to pay Sam Martin to get him in here. So, to me, money They didn't actually, have to pay Chris Harris Jr. $3 million last year. They certainly so, and didn't. They, and they did, so – They've, so they've think, thrown out raises before. So you think that Phil is on the exact same level as Melvin? Because if you yeah. do that, that's your opinion. Okay. I yeah, totally. think it, I don't think that they're, that they're close at all right now. I think Melvin is clearly the leader in the, in the clubhouse between those two. It'll and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's right or wrong or, or how I would do it. Cause Ryan, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think that's the fair way to view it, but I just, 
I just think this coaching staff is going to treat Phil similarly to how the other two coaching staffs have treated Phil. And especially now that you have a, a way better running back than Royce Freeman as, the, as that second guy in the room. Well, the, how many $8 million the, dollar backups are there league wide? See, I don't see either of them as a backup. I just think they're both going to have very defined roles that they both exist within. Um, like you guys I, are, you guys but are killing definition, me. Earlier but no, this week, no, that's, that definition is probably up. as a backup. Then, if you're not the eight million dollar guy, that the, the starter def eight million dollars says you're the starter in all likelihood, unless you go out there and and just completely crap the bed when practice starts. You're going <laughs> to start. Yeah. Oh. oh uh, Personally, I think that would be a huge mistake on the part of the Broncos because Philip Lindsay, in my opinion, is the is a a much better all around running back than than Melvin Gordon. Haven't we said that for uh, about Phil in terms of him being the better option week after week for the for the past two years? And, and he's still led just... the te- but he's led the team in carries the last two years. But it, it's still he you know he's getting like eleven rushes and everyone's saying oh he should be getting more but just the NFL the coaches are saying you know, that not publicly, but probably thinking he's a small guy. He can't carry the load. He's probably better in space. Which is why I think that this is the perfect situation where you end up, you're going to end up giving Phil 10 to 14 carries, depending on the game. And you're going to end up giving Melvin Gordon 10 to 14 carries, depending on the game. And whoever's playing better is going to get the bulk, you know, the lion's share. Yeah. And I think Melvin is, uh, at least at the start of the season, I think Melvin's going to have the opportunity to, at the beginning of the game, show that he's the hot hand and that don't go away from him. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be Melvin gets a start in game one, Phil gets a start in game two, and then it goes back and forth the rest of the season. I think the guy you're paying $8 million to is going to get the start every week in, in, until and unless, which this is not a good scenario for the Broncos, uh, Melvin proves that he's not that guy. And I think that's how it's really going to go is that Melvin's going to have to prove he's not that guy. So he's just in the in the leader chair that much. Maybe where this starts is Melvin Gordon plays the opening series and gets the start, and then perhaps Philip Lindsay comes in on the second series, or maybe even it's Melvin Gordon two series and then Phil Philip Lindsay for a series, and you fit you start trying to figure out who has the hot hand and you make that adjustment. But uh, I think I, I would be surprised if when that depth chart comes out at the start of the season, Melvin Gordon's name is not on top of it. I, and I if the Broncos come out and run the ball between the tackles with Melvin Gordon on the first series of the game, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) Now, Ryan, (laughs) here's where the Broncos could change my mind on this a little, probably not fully, but if they give Philip Lindsay uh, that, that raise or that extension this off season, because we talked about it, it doesn't really make that much sense to give him uh, a big extension next off season, because next off season, you're going to be paying him three and a half million dollars for next year. So you're probably not going to boost him to $6 million. If you're going to give him the the big upgrade, it's going to be this year when he's making $700,000. Uh, and so if John Elway comes out this year and, and gives Philip Lindsay a three-year, $9 million extension, a four-year, $12, $14 million extension, then we'll know, okay, they, they really do value Phil, even though it's going to be substantially less than Melvin's contract we'll know that, that they value him a ton. Otherwise, I do think it's like, wow, okay, okay, we, we are going into this where year three, they could have upped him. John Elway said they were going to think about uh, giving him a new contract in January. And if they don't, well, then I think that that says a little bit of something. 
Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how the Broncos handle this and how they're able to do this. Um, I think even if you're right, well, if that if that's the way they do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really disappointed because it's to me it's not the best use of both players' talents. I think they there's a really easy and clear way to maximize both of these players, and I hope that they go about it that way. And, and I'm not saying that uh, you know Phil is this. Uh, you know, all pro guy and Melvin Gordon's merely a backup. I just think both of them have pro bowl talents and you should use them in the way that they both maximize pro bowl talents and having Melvin Gordon be a bell cow is, is not that it's not even close to that. Yeah. I mean, Jay, you, excuse me. You can just look at, uh, at last year, Melvin said that he had a great relationship with Austin Eckler and look at what those two guys went now. Last year's probably not the greatest example to look at because Melvin missed a couple of games and it took him a while to get back after his holdout. But that, that was a pretty darn good duo when you looked at it. Uh, and uh, that Phil and Melvin, th- there's no reason they can't be just as good if, if they're used properly. Right. And that's why I say if they come out and two tight end set and run Melvin Gordon in between the tackles, I'm going to bang my head against the press box window <laughs> hopefully we're in the press box to see that <laughs> we will be that fishbowl nothing can get through that thing not even sound <laughs> we they, they might but don't be surprised though if we're still in social distancing if we're all sitting like two seats apart in the press box <laughs> <laughs> that's fine with me that would be funny yeah. actually uh, no one will have be to like we're at the... mumble yeah, every be... five seconds yeah, it'd be like uh, when guys go to the movies together. You know, who knew that all those years that you sat with one seat between you and your friend at the movies, that it would be the start of social distancing? Wait, what? Ahead of the curve. You, got, you, you say that like it's a normal me. thing. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never, never heard of this. Oh, what? When uh, you go to the movies uh, with, a, uh, with, a, with a guy friend and uh, there's one seat between you. <laughs> never done that what this must be like a generational thing like for when, what type of when, movies when i was nice. in high school when i was in high school and myself and a few friends would go to the movies we would always sit with like one if it wasn't a full theater we'd always sit with like one seat open seat between us <laughs> interesting yes. yes again generational thing must be a generational thing oh uh, yeah social distancing is fine by me <laughs> i know it's so funny a lot of people have tweeted about this but it's so true like when it's up to you staying home on a friday night and just like watching movies and drinking at home sounds amazing all of a yes. sudden when you're forced to do it it doesn't sound nearly as cool of course yep that's just how mm-hmm. life works right exactly um anything else that we need to take away from this melvin gordon conference call this morning well, I just can't – I can't freaking wait for the first time the Broncos play the Chargers and what this going is going to be like because it – not only the Chris Harris Jr. aspect, and he's certainly going to bring it, but Melvin Gordon, this isn't just uh, a running back. This was their first-round pick. They hoped that this guy was going to be everything. Then he kind of slighted them last year by holding out. He said he, ru- he rubbed some people the wrong way, ruined some relationships by doing that felt some tension the rest of the year. And that, that adds a little something to this. Now he goes to the division rival and boy, I mean, they, there's, there's gotta be a lot of people that are furious with Melvin Gordon, of course, fans, but also in that building. And he said, it's going to be crazy. 
It's going to be dope. And then I, I quote him right now. He says, it's going to be a lot of trash talking. I know them. I know their defense. They're definitely going to let me hear it, but I'm going to let them hear it as well. It'll be fun. It's definitely going to be a war out there, but it's definitely going to be exciting. And man, that just, that pumps me up. That pumps me up whenever they play. Has Chris Harris had his conference call with Chargers Media yet? Mm, not that I've seen. Okay. I think he did like one thing with NFL Network or something. I, this is this is going to this is going to be fascinating. And Chris will get involved with the run. So at some point, Chris Harris Jr. is probably going to tackle Melvin Gordon. Or try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um one thing I took away. Is that why are we still stuck doing conference calls when uh, other media are getting Zoom conferences? <laughs> that's that's too much access. Like I saw the Panthers had Teddy Bridgewater on a Zoom call with all of the media. You know what was cool about that is Teddy was the exact same size as everyone else uh, on the Zoom call. I was like, wow, he's he's a real person. Look at that. One of us. One <laughs> of us. Um, it isn't he a little bigger than their backup quarterback, PJ Walker, the former XFL QB? I think he's <laughs> yeah. a couple inches taller. Probably. PJ Walker's sub six foot. Ryan, were you? P- uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mace. Well, the other thing with PJ Walker is he's the guy who played for Matt Rule in college when Rule was coaching Temple. So I don't know. I I smell a quarterback controversy coming in Carolina whenever we have a season at some wow. point. Wow. A $21 million quarterback under fire. Oh, man. P.J. Walker, man. What, telling you. What are the Panthers doing? I, I never understand why these teams that suck signed average quarterbacks. And pay them a lot of money. Right. It, it makes no sense to me at all. It It makes no sense. Because what happens is the idea of going for a process-based rebuild and basically tanking, it sounds good in theory. And then, and sometimes this goes as high as ownership, you get nervous about conjuring up what the reality of that entails. And you're like, oh, well, are we really going to go into the season with Will Greer as a quarterback? Ugh. Yes. <laughs> On the, if you want Trevor Lawrence, that's that's a great plan. That's the thing. It's like, what in the world are you going to do next year? Go eight and eight. That makes you feel better. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense to me. None. None at all. You uh, start worrying about alienating players in your locker room. For example, I mean, if if Will Greer's the quarterback, how is Christian McCaffrey going to feel? Christian McCaffrey's leaving when his contract's up anyway. <laughs> now, Ryan, you set these Zooms up. Do you, uh, do you want – when you send us the, the Zoom link, would you mind just sending it to Peyton and he can hop on with us just like he did with that uh, University of Tennessee class? He did? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ye- yesterday he hopped on, uh, and it was like, uh, what would you say, 25 people on, Mace? Yeah. yeah. And so oh, everyone was in way. a pretty small window, and then – Peyton jumped on and the teacher was giving him grief for being late and just called him another student. And man, so many of the kids' faces lit up, of course. And some of them were just bored as can be, had no idea that Peyton Manning was on a Zoom call with them. You actually just gave me an idea that might be really stupid, but I kind of like it. What if I just made a group text of all the Broncos in my phone (laughs) and just sent them the Zoom leak and just said, if anyone's bored, hop on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I say, I say we just do that at the start of a show and see who hops on. All right. I like it. We're going to do I swear to God, I'll do it. Uh, I'll, I'll 
I'll I'll pick and choose the ones who I think are fun <laughs> people and say we're start, we're doing a podcast. If anyone wants to jump on, you are welcome to. Any oh, and that, all are any any and all come join. That'd be amazing. We're gonna end up it's like twenty six boxes. They're all so <laughs> or just no one responds and everyone ignores it. Uh, yeah. Very very high likelihood possibility. Um. Okay. Another possibility is that I'm going to drink Breck Bruce tonight because it's Friday. Um, and maybe whoever's phone that is will mute their phone. That's also a possibility. <laughs> um, I, I got this 15 can sampler. I might, you know, do a couple here, a couple there. I might mix them all together like a crazy person and just see what that tastes like. Actually, don't do that. Only two at a time. But hit up Drizzly. Ask for your 15 can sampler. They'll deliver it to your house. It's going to be amazing. It's how you get your Friday night started right. Or you could just call up Breck and get some food along with your beer. Call them at 303-803-1380. Get in on some of their delicious food. Uh, everyone who ate there with us when we went uh, to the farmhouse as a company was just blown away by the food that they had. So 303-803-1380. They'll deliver anywhere in the metro area pretty much. You can check online. They show you they've got a big old radar map that shows you you know where the well they where they will deliver to so hit them up get your 15 can sampler that includes avalanche colorado core hot peak strawberry sky the best and vanilla porter jr they're the best beers someone tweeted at us last night that they uh they went on a trek last night to get themselves a strawberry sky and it was worth it Oh, it is absolutely mm. worth it. And Ryan, you said, uh, you know, mixing, mixing two things is good. So I may mix Breck beers with manscaping this weekend and uh, see, see how that turns out. Well, I would thing advise about the manscaping before the Breck <laughs> beers though. No, but the good thing about that is the Nick free technology yep. will save you from any drunken accidents. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where their ceramic blade keeps you from those accidents. 7,000 RPM motor. Try to wrap your head around that. You probably do think I'm talking about a real lawnmower when I tell you about the lawnmower 3.0 with that. But as we talked about, lawnmowers are loud. This is quiet with the quiet stroke technology. This is everything you need for when you, the lady, the kids, when you're all stuck in one place, you just, you want to do your business, it'll be quiet. <laughs> and then you can end with a little crop preserver, crop reviver, and make sure you get that per perfect package for your perfect package. That's Manscaped. And use that code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase and free shipping. I'm pretty sure you could actually mow your lawn with it. It should take a while. <laughs> It, but it would probably be perfect though yeah it would be very uh primmed and preep <laughs> all right let's move on here into the questions from our devout listeners and the first one here comes in from run phil run hey guys i had a thought on the lindsey gordon situation wanted to hear your thoughts oh we've had many of, of them this morning <laughs> with melvin gordon coming into the mix i think he should become the bell cow as long as he's capable and producing i think this would open up a new role for philip Lindsay. is it possible uh phil could take on a role similar to one of my favorite players of all time darren sproles being utilized as an all-around weapon rushing receiving and special packages and returning punts Phil would be a dangerous weapon for the team and also extend his NFL career. It's safe to say Phil Lindsay is my favorite player, 
And I hope the Gordon addition doesn't hurt his chances of being a lifetime Bronco. Do you guys think Phil has the tools to succeed in this Darren Sproles-like role? I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Love, run, Phil, run. Well, this is tools. Tools, yeah. He just has to catch the ball better. Be a better receiver. (laughs) Yeah, this is fascinating. Coming from uh, uh, the username run, Phil, run, and saying Phil's his favorite player, saying that Phil should take on a different role. He doesn't. He's not. He's not Darren Sproles. That's. It's not what he is. He is a true runner of the football, and that's where it's easy to to confuse it because he is the shape of a Darren Sproles. He is the size and the build of a Darren Sproles. But the truth is, he's not a above average pass catcher. Um, even though he was in college, so maybe he can recapture that. Um, he's not a punt returner. Don't do that. Um, and he's. Mate, he's really good at running between the tackles. So, uh, no, I actually think, in a weird way, Melvin Gordon is more cut out for the Darren Sproles role than Philip Lindsay is. Yeah, and it it is weird. It, it's very weird that that's the case. Now, Melvin Gordon's certainly not going to be your punt returner, but as a receiver, he's put up some pretty darn good numbers even when he's had Austin Eckler, who's been the receiving back in the entire NFL. Uh, Now, last year, again, I'm just going to throw that out because he he didn't play the whole season. But the year before that, he had 50 receptions for 490 yards. And the the year before that, he had 58 catches for 476 yards. Guys, that's as the number two receiving back. What's he going to do when he's the number one receiving back by a mile? I mean, he, he could be putting up some really good numbers. And also, if you read Andre's film room, he'll show you that Melvin Gordon's most successful plays are plays that are meant to get him in space. So that includes little tunnel screens from the outside. That includes, uh, you know, just halfback screens. That includes sweeps. That includes uh, reverse style plays. So all of those things are what you would imagine the uh, Darren Sproles role to be. And it's, you know, the more I think about it, the more it, it kind of, intrigues me even more the fact that the Broncos now have a guy that looks like Darren Sproles who uh you know runs like a between the tackles back and then a guy who looks like a between the tackles back who who works better in in Darren Sproles situations it can kind of, I think it can actually keep the defense on their heels of what to expect from these guys now let's look at what Pat Shermer's offense does as well because now they had Saquon Barkley and so he's kind of a unicorn of receiving uh backs but Saquon Barkley had 91 receptions back in 2018. Giants running backs in total that year had 113 receptions in 2018. It wasn't as good in 2019. Of course, Saquon Barkley did miss three games over the course of the year, and Giants running backs in total had 68 catches. But even so, let's say you split the difference on that, and you've got about 90 receptions for the running back position. I mean, that, that's why it's going to be huge for Melvin. Now, what I think is going to happen with that dynamic is I think Melvin and Phil are going to split the carries pretty evenly. And then I think Melvin's just going to get the, the bulk of the opportunities in the receiving game. So that, that, that's how I think it boils down. All right, next one coming in from World of Suck. I finally got around to watching Andre's film room on Melvin Gordon's Speak of the Devil. Like always, it was enlightening and a must-read. Well, that's definitely for sure World of Suck. The film rooms alone are more than worth the price of the subscription. Thank you. Question for you, fine gents. Who do you hope the Broncos will pick in the second round of the draft? Would love to hear your answers. 
All right. Um, let's assume they pick a receiver in the first round. Is that fair? Yep. Let's assume okay. that. Okay. Then one of three offensive linemen, if they go interior offensive line, Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU or Tyler Biotis, the center from Wisconsin. If they go tackle, Prince Tega Wanogu out of uh, Auburn. If they look to the defensive side of the ball, I'd like to see a cornerback, and the two guys that I would zero in on there would be Bryce Hall out of Virginia or Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Mace, you pretty much had my answer, but just get rid of the cornerbacks. I want to see offensive line in the second round. Whether it's interior or tackle, whoever Mike Munchak signs off on, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still dreaming of a double up on receiver, uh, but – you do. I think you do have to address the offensive line. The question is, like, do you get a starting left tackle in the second round? Is, is that something you guys would be comfortable with trying to do? I mean, with Garrett Bowles there, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with that. But I don't want to take a tackle just to take a tackle in the second round, if that makes sense. And the other thing with, ta- like, interior offensive linemen, I think if you draft one of those guys, especially a center, you're – saying he's your plug-and-play center. Sorry, Patrick Marsh. Sorry, Austin Schultman, but this guy is coming in and starting. Tackle, I think if you took a, a round two tackle, what you're doing is you're not picking up the fifth-year option on Garrett Bowles, but you're not guaranteeing the tackle that he's going to start. And that's, that's something that the Broncos may end up considering, and that may be part of their calculus in round two, saying, okay, can any of these guys be an immediate starter? With the cornerback position, at minimum, you figure if you picked one of those cornerbacks in round two, they're among your top three cornerbacks, which means they're basically playing starters reps because of how much you're going to be in nickel. I have an idea. How about running back in round two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, not good. Yeah. Count Locula. Sounds like Mace may have gotten into some mad dog 2020. Rarely a good idea from my experiences. What's that? I don't know what that is. That's a, right. uh, that, that's a big malt uh, beverage. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Maybe that's what I had. I don't know. I chose not to remember the brand because it was just horrible. Maybe I've got a picture of it on my phone. Shout out to the big Tabowski family. I hope you're recovering speedily. Your comments really tie these pods together. Do they not? All my love, the count. Wait, we just got to take a moment where I was on the same uh, page as the count where while neither of you two were. This may be the first time in history. Count fantastic. What was your go-to uh, 40, Zach? Oh, what was the – I don't even remember names. The gold one. Um, you've got, like, Steel Reserve. Yeah, I think that was it. Colt got- 45. <laughs> yeah. uh, mine – I liked uh, Mickey's mm. Green Bottle. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I, I can picture it, that's for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was stuck to your hand for hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, one part we didn't talk about yesterday is how cold your hands are. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of miserable things about it. Yeah, like that might be worse than the having the pee part. <laughs> and because you're, you're trying to chug it, get it down as quick. When it's cold, it's, that's not easy. Well, right, maybe but- in, this, in this day and age, we're all wearing gloves a little more often. Maybe instead of wearing latex gloves, you wear regular gloves, and then you can do this Edward 40 hands thing. I, I, I highly, highly recommend against ever doing it. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm too old anyway. From Mark I, IT Snatch. Hey, guys. It's a moot point, but I want to play devil's advocate for a moment. Oh, lost my spot. On Royce Freeman's behalf, I get what the numbers say. He's not a, product, a productive back as he was touted to be coming out of college. It seems to me that he's been utilized entirely wrong for his skill set. He's built like a guy that pounds the rock down defense's throats like he did at Oregon. The Broncos haven't been in the position to do that offensively in his short tenure. Instead, he's been asked to hit the flat on passes and run more C-gap rushes over slamming gaps A and B. I see him as a short yardage goal line weapon to slam the line and open up a gap for Lindsey and Gordon in offset eye and pistol formations. Basically a converted fullback, which is perfect for a guy who's only had one fumble in two years. Am I way off base missing something fundamental or is this or is underachievement uh, less on what he can do physically and more on what schemes asking him to do things he's not simply built to do effectively? Well, I think where you're off a little bit here is that he was pounding the def- the ball down defense's throats at Oregon. This is the pre, you know, this is the Chip Kelly, Mark Helfrich organ that he played at. There was no pounding the ball. You know, everything was out of the shotgun. And most of the runs were designed to the outside. Now, I, you know, I actually thought he was going to have a good combination of size and speed coming into the NFL. Andre Simone, to his credit, was adamant that he did not have the speed to run like he did in college in the NFL and it's and it's it's turned out to be true he is internally in his mind he's an outside runner and he doesn't have the speed to be an outside runner in the NFL so I think you could try to convert him into a between the tackles you know a and b gap type of guy but that's not what he is at heart no and I think because he goes outside so much at Oregon because he did that he didn't learn how to read the holes as they develop between the tackles because one of the things that I see from uh, Royce Freeman, they struggle that at times is the vision between the tackles. It's something that Devontae Booker struggled at over the four years with the Broncos as well. Philip Lindsay is much better in terms of his vision and seeing the holes flash open and attacking them than either of those backs are. Devontae Guys, Booker, another guy who only came out of the shotgun, really. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Devontae Booker, 3.8 yards per carry throughout his career. Royce Freeman, 3.9 yards per carry throughout his year or throughout his career. And Melvin Gordon, at least he tops, but he's 4.0. <laughs> he, he does get above that threshold. But the difference with Melvin Gordon, though, is that uh, he actually came out of a scheme at Wisconsin where he was running between the tackles and running uh, from out of under center formations. Yep. Bill Lindsay, 4.9. Just incredible. A whole yard better. And then you're <laughs> yeah. talking about taking the ball away from him. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's just, I'm not saying I, I would know. do it. I, I think know. that's what will yeah. happen. I, I'm just saying that this is what the contracts are telling me. Money talks. Brian chimes in says, trying to hear Mace rationalize Edward Forty Hands is the greatest thing I've ever heard. How is he rationalizing it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to, I was trying to get my arms around it. I, I had, cause I had literally had never heard of Edward Forty Hands until our conversation <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I mean, who comes up with this stuff? This is, I mean, I have to, on some level, admire the creativity of the per- of the first person who conjured this up. College-aged males are the dumbest species on earth. <laughs> that that is for sure uh, a game that I'm sure a lot of college-aged males are playing right now. I think it's called Hermit, where oh you, you each go into your own own room for an hour and you just you pound as much as you can, then you all come out after. Uh, maybe there's like a zoom version of this going on right now and you just like you just like laugh at each other for how drunk (laughs) you are i guess (laughs) 
Wow. Oh, man. Anyway, Coach Tobin, hi, everyone. So with the downtime, let's play some Fortnite. It's a free download and actually pretty fun, especially people you know. If you want to play with me, PS4, my username is Broncos Country. I also think Xbox is cross-compatible now. Add me and let's see where this goes. That's quite a username, Coach Tobin. That's impressive. With all yeah. due respect, you will never <laughs> see me playing a video game that isn't sports-based. <laughs> Not a, You never did the shooter games? You know what? I, can kind, I could do that for like one night. Like, okay. I remember when I was in college during, like, Thanksgiving break, me and only one of my other roommates actually stayed at our apartment, and, like, we just played Call of Duty all night, drank and whatnot, and that was fun. But, like, I didn't wake up the next day wanting to do it again. So, when it comes to Call of Duty, that, that's only on your stand for mm -hmm. one night. You may call it a, a one-night stand? Yes. Okay, okay. Do we count Mario Kart as a sports game because it's racing? You know what? We put that in our bracket, and it right, won, yeah, and I was yeah. outraged over it. It's not a sports game, <laughs> but it was an incredibly addictive, addictive racing game. I mean, you couldn't get me off that back twenty-five years ago. Fantastic when it first came game. out. Yes, fantastic game. Not a sports game. If someone were to ask me, "Do you want to play a sports game?" and I said yes, and they said, "Okay, Mario," I'd say, "Wait." not a sports game yeah so i guess i, I wouldn't think it's a sports game have you there's another th yeah sorry have you ever played cario mart <laughs> no what is that it's another college age male drinking game <laughs> you start a race in mario kart and you you all open a beer um and you have to finish your beer by the by the time the race is over but the catch is you're not allowed to drink and drive at the same time so <laughs> so there's like multiple strategies some people just start the race chug the whole beer then go some people do the whole race get to the finish line and chug some people you know parcel it out in between <laughs> i love that it's a really really fun game man there's a but quarantine's yeah. making me want to do these things <laughs> but there's one problem with fortnite where this question started when I hear Fortnite, the first thing I think of, or the first person I think of is Paxton Lynch. Oh, yikes. Can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah, I don't blame you. All right. Uh, Super Bowlin chimes in and says, ladies and gentlemen, we got him for life. Nice. Wow. Thank Super you. Super Bowlin. Thank you so much, Super Bowlin. You're an absolute legend. We appreciate you so, 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 so much. Uh, everyone who has really hopped on board during this time. So many of you have converted your your current subscriptions into lifetime. Some, so many of you have become subscribers for the first time. Uh, all of you, and even the people who are just sticking on their current plan. We, we couldn't do this without mm -hmm. you. We need your support now more than ever, and we love you all so much. Um, he also wanted uh, me to ask... If there are any DNVR members in Idaho, um, if there's any DNVR members out there in Idaho, he has uh, he just wants to ask you some questions um, about the, the state of things in Idaho. So uh, if you could email him at ZachJCastro at me.com, that's Z-A-C-H-J-C-A-S-T-R-O at me.com. If we have any Idaho members, reach out to our buddy Super Bowl. And then okay. he says, also, Mace, you haven't lived till you beer bong a four loco. Trust me and my liver. Zach has had to eat a Hot Pocket. I think it's only fair we introduce Mace to a four loco. Maybe I haven't lived until I have, I've done that. But then 
I feel like if I do, I wouldn't want to live after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The, the real disappointment here is I don't think we'd be able to get a real Four loco for Mace. Yeah, see, mm. well, you could probably find one on eBay. But... <laughs> oh, God, do you want one of those seven <laughs> years old? The, the Four loco. I mean, truly a great invention. It was, imagine you could just drink 24 ounces of something and just be drunk. <laughs> what what was it it was like equivalent to five drinks and five cups of coffee oh wow i didn't know that but that <laughs> i think so a lot. yes um <laughs> uh, that's like a literally a two and done oh yeah oh one and done for me yep <laughs> yeah two and like done <laughs> <All right. laughs> From Kiwi Bronco, in New Zealand, Edward Forty Hands is more commonly known as Scrumpy Hands, with Scrumpy <laughs> Cider being the drink of choice. You know what? I could actually get behind behind that. Is it because 40 ounces scrumpy cider, it, Scrumpy Cider is incredible if done right. Explain that's, that's my Scrumpy Cider. It's a little bit kind of, it's, it's not quite as smooth, and if you, some is, is sweeter. I actually have some Scrumpy uh, Cider in my fridge down the hall from a uh, cidery in michigan do you ever and it's tremendous do you ever remember the uh, video on youtube called salad fingers oh my no God, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's I, if you guys don't remember it, there's nowhere i can take this so <laughs> is that is that weekend homework i guess uh prepare yourself for just all all around weirdness to the listeners who are understanding what I'm talking about, I feel like scrumpy cider sounds like what salad fingers would have to drink. Anyway, it's it's a series. There's like eleven episodes. Yep. Of something called salad fingers. Yep. Oh my god! I think I already have nightmares just looking at those <laughs> pictures. Oh god! Oh my gosh! I know what you're saying about not being able to explain it. He really likes rusty spoons. Oh my gosh! Anyways, <laughs> all right. Count Locula, ain't no orange and blue. What? Cherub gonna ask us to babysit their starchy sentiments about Melvin's coin being too minted when his legs help avail us to the first piquant helping of playoff dominion we've sampled in half a damn decade. I predict that Gordon averages about twenty-five fewer yards from a hundred each game. If there are any games this season, love Le Comte. So how many yards is Gordon going to average? Uh, I can't yell it anymore because the mic <laughs> is right. Maybe I can. What happens if I cover it here? <laughs> 75. How yeah. was that? Did that work? A lot of, a, a lot of other noises. Uh, RD Dollywall chiming in. What house would the sorting hat from Harry Potter pick for each of you? Houses, Gryffindor. Gryffindor values courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry. Gryffindor's mascot is the lion, and its colors are scarlet and gold. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff values hard work, patience, justice, and loyalty. The house mascot is a badger, and its colors are yellow and black. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw values intelligence, creativity, learning, and wit. The house mascot is an eagle, and the house colors are blue and bronze. Slytherin values ambition, uh, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. It is said they will do anything to get their way. The house mascot is Slytherin is a serpent, and the house colors are green and silver. Well, thank you I for did, I, detailing that. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did, had no idea. I did this, and I got Ravenclaw. 
Ravenclaw. <laughs> Intelligence, you, creativity, learning, and wit. Yeah, that, that checks out. Yep, that certainly does. What do you mean, Mace? You did this. You, you put the hat on? There was a, there was a, actually something that wasn't put the hat on. It was a, something that uh, kind of it was a personality test. It was a couple of years ago, and it determined what house was the best fit for you. And, and you, Mason, Ravenclaw. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't Slytherin. I would have worried about myself if it was, if it was Slytherin. I mean, the whole thing of cunning will do anything to get their way. That seems, you know, I don't know. I, that, seems, I have, that seems a little sociopathic to me. I have like the slightest memory of what this actually sounds like, and I'm trying to do an impression off of it, which is probably so <laughs> far off what it really sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, I'll let you pick for me. Oh boy, um, let's, uh, hmm, I can't go Slytherin because that would just be bad. Um, you don't really care about justice. I'll go uh, <laughs> Gryffindor, I guess. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I think I would be a, I think I would be a Hufflepuff. Well, you like the colors. I mean, that's Arthur. what I thought of with you is the colors on Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. Closest yeah. to black and gold that there are because it's yellow instead of gold, but close yeah. enough. And, right. oh, Mace, I'm surprised you're not Hufflepuff with a badger as a mascot. Yeah, I thought about that, too. And also, I mean, I do value uh, loyalty and justice but uh, and hard work. I'm not all that patient. So three out of four ain't bad, but yeah, you know told what? me I, Ravenclaw. I see, I see Hufflepuff, Ryan. The, the, the loyalty, hard work, I see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely loyal to a fault sometimes. Um, also, like, if I pick a brand, I'm in forever. Um, <laughs> what will uh, happen, by the way, to you if CU ever has a contract with somebody other than Nike? Like, first, CU one day decides, <laughs> hey, we're an Under Armour school. First of all, how dare you? Uh, second of all, <laughs> second of all, I will go all in on that company and pretend like I never even knew Nike existed. Um, it's, I mean, Oceania is at war with Eurasia. Oceania was always at war with Eurasia. Of course, I totally know what you're talking about. Um, my loyalty to the buffs is stronger than my loyalty to anything else, except for maybe my family and my girlfriend. So, like, what's what's the worst brand for you? I mean, even work. I know you don't like Under Armour. What what's the worst brand? Like, uh, like Georgia Tech was stuck with Champion for a few years, or not Champion Russell, Russell Athletic. Yeah, Russell I Athletic. Mean, CSU also was a longtime Russell Athletic partner. Um, yeah. It's either that. I mean, does any? I don't think Russell has any D one teams anymore, so it's not, not really realistic. Georgia Tech is, I think, now an Adidas school, and when they announced that for their fans, it was like the equivalent of uh, VE Day if you were a Yellow Jacket supporter. Um, so to me, uh, it's Under Armour. Okay. For sure. But Under Armour pays, so if it helps the buffs, then I'll, I'll find a way to, to make it work in my brain. I think Zach... Uh, I think Zach is probably a Gryffindor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, I just always assumed that was the best one. So Because, you know, Harry was a Gryffindor. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as long as you don't get Slytherin, there's not really any bad ones here. Well, and Scarlet and Gold, those are my colors. Oh, yeah. Is there, the is there, a, Sly is yep. there a Slytherin in Denver sports? Probably would be the Broncos. 
<laughs> ambition, yeah. cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness will do anything to get their way. I mean, come on, you cannot yeah. tell me that John Elway would not be a Slytherin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he definitely would. <laughs> oh, my. Doesn't Gryffindor win the most, though? In, like, the games? Right. Yeah, so that would probably be fitting, right? That, then I think I should be out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> there's got to be something somewhere that says how much each house has won in, um, in Quidditch. Right, their all-time record, the Winsipedia of Quidditch. <laughs> I'm looking this up right now. Let's see. Uh, Inner House Quidditch Cup at the Harry Potter Wiki. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Let's see here. Um, oh, you got to go. It doesn't – I was hoping it would have it at a table where it could just say, okay, kind of like on Wiki, regular Wikipedia where you could say, like, you find out, like, how, how, which teams have won it the most. I got to really dive into this article, so I can't really do this right now. But uh, that's your week at homework. Yeah, to dive into the Harry Potter wiki and figure out the all-time standings of the inner house inner, inner house Quidditch Cup. Yes, yeah. and to watch yes. uh, Salad Fingers. And while you're <laughs> oh at God. it, you might as well watch Old Greg as well. Oh, I What's remember that? you talking about that. It's good. It's better than Salad <laughs> Fingers. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, I don't have baseball to watch anymore. I'd be and, in, and under normal circumstances, I would have been watching baseball for a bit yesterday. Not anymore. I saw a Beavis and Butthead clip on Twitter the other day, and I couldn't stop just hearing Mace, and it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from Lone Star Bronco, I stand with Ryan wholeheartedly. I am as anti-Tom Cruise as they come. Never seen a Cruise movie, never will. I, I mean, how can yeah never mind no specific <laughs> order but my top three movies are one tombstone good one two son-in-law never heard of it three isn't that man a holly shore movie son-in-law i don't know oh my gosh man on fire was his third um yeah it cities. is son-in-law Polly shore 1993 never i have heard to of admit, any of them i hated it then i probably would hate it now if i rewatched it <laughs> uh Cities that are hard to pronounce that I enjoy visiting a lot. Bernie and Green, which are both pronounced, both spelled nothing like the way that they look. <laughs> yes. Uh, will the quarantine lead to free time being spent on merch development? I have a code for my recent three-year subscription. We got them. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping for new shirts soon. Can a code be used towards this? I have bought all the shirts. I have like seven BSN slash DNVR shirts. That's all I've got for you now. Love you guys. Well, I'll say this. Stay tuned. Oh, oh, I like that little tease. Boucher All Day says, if you had to choose between Flacco having Michael Thomas, Keenum having Christian McCaffrey, or Paxton Lynch, the Cowboys offensive line, which quarterback are you taking for one game to win you a playoff spot? Whew, wow. Mm. Um, I'm probably taking Flacco and Michael Thomas. Both of them have been in those situations um even though Flacco is not one of my favorite quarterbacks here I like Keenum and Christian McCaffrey but both of them are pretty foreign to these type of you know high stakes clutch situations yeah, well I, I mean Keenum does have a playoff win but it was luck and a colossal misplay uh yeah. in the secondary that caused it the one thing with Christian McCaffrey is that I think in a one game situation to get you in the playoffs, you're just feeding him like crazy. You're saying, Christian, you're carrying the ball 20 times. 
and we're going to target you 15 times in the passing game. But when your it's, quarterback it's is C-Mac, C-Mac, C-Mac. But when your quarterback is Case Keenum, they're just going to say like, okay, all we have to do is take Christian McCaffrey's running abilities out of the game and we're going to win. That said, I don't, I mean, watching Case Keenum and Joe Flacco, I mean, neither one of them was great, but at least Keenum has had a really good season more recently than Joe Flacco has. Back in ninety-seven, back in twenty seventeen, I was initially. So I'm, go, I'm going with Keenum and I was in, C-Mac. Yeah, I was initially going Flacco, Michael Thomas, but I just think Christian McCaffrey can be a bigger weapon, so I'm going that. But I think we can all agree Paxton <laughs> is third by a mile. Well, if we're talking about the the Cowboys' offensive line from when Paxton was drafted and they got Dak, and you mm-hmm. can add Zeke into the mix, then maybe I'll take Paxton. <laughs> no Zeke in there. From Onion Booty Bronco, dearly beloved. Oh, wait, there's, there's another part of it. There's another. Oh, secondly, here. would it change if you could have Locke, but you don't get Gordon, Sutton, Lindsay, or Fant? I'd still prefer Locke because the others are currently in the sun. As always, love you, fam. Um, I'm definitely taking Drew Locke if that's an option. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know about that. Just because, to me, I, I'm not at the Drew Locke is – the guy that it's that he has to earn the right to be the guy and that's what this season is all about so i i know what Cortland sutton is i know what philip Lindsay is i know what melvin gordon is i have a good idea what noah fant is i'm still figuring out what drew lock is just yet so where i am i would i wouldn't take that a year from now my answer might be different all right all right um, Onion Booty Bronco, dearly beloveds, in this movie debate, I, Emmanuel, cannot believe you haven't mentioned the hands down, far and away, no questions asked, indisputable, without a shadow of a doubt, best movies of always and eternity. Beverly Hills Ninja, Dennis the Menace, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Boom, roasted, drop the mic, Onion Booty Licious out. <laughs> I th- one out of three ain't bad. Actually, Mrs. Doubtfire, it was on two or three nights ago and I had it on in the office. It's a, it's a good rewatchable movie. This is doubtful I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. Ooh, you wicked, wicked man. Ooh. I think <laughs> I'll just sit out here and I'll crisp. <laughs> now we got another character from Mace. Love it. Oh, that's actually not a, that, that's not the hardest voice to do, especially having an English mother like I do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty easy for me to get the inflection. <laughs> Onion Booty Bronco also says, can we do an Edward 40 Hands watch party? No. Also, what say you about customizable DNVR shirts where upon the backs of shirts, subscriber can inscribe their handles? Hmm. I'll run it by the uh, merch department. Their handles with a number. Right. The most popular number, at least for listeners of this podcast. Mm, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Love Thunder Down Under chiming in. First of all, Mace laugh is amazing when he goes off the rails. Great. Second, please introduce more loose language to the pod. The bleeping is amazing and provides such texture to the show. Great. Third, plenty of sexual innuendo. Innuendo. Great. Fourth, college drinking games. Great. As we move on from the Gordon discussion, final comment. It's debatable that Gordon is better than Phil, but would you rather have Gordon on the Patrick on the field than Patrick Hamilton Beck? He is a weapon. We can have Fant, Sutton, Gordon, and Lindsay all on the field together. That's before I land a top wide receiver. Anyone keen for NHL league might run for the length of quarantine. That's why I said a few podcasts ago, just start two running backs. 
start Phil, start Melvin. They're your, if you're talking about your best five skill position players around the quarterback, I don't think the Broncos are going to do enough in the draft to where those best five won't include both Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Gosh, those two, Fant, Sutton, and a first-round wide receiver, that sounds pretty darn good. Sure mm-hmm. does. Uh, quickly, Left-under, down-under. Oh, oh. left-under, left down-under really quickly. Also says uh, uh, there is literally nothing less sensual sensual than andrew mason creepy breather into <laughs> creepily breathing into a microphone saying sensual sounds with dnvr horrifying sexual sounds with dnvr sensual sounds with dnvr <laughs> before we move on i want to give a shout out to denver rubber company it's the most reliable local partner for all of your long-term projects involving rubber since 1972 the denver rubber company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die cut gaskets molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses and if you have anything to do with snow plows that you need to get taken care of maybe you're uh trying to make it through the end of this season maybe you're gearing up for next season hit them up at 1-800-259-0010 or call them or sorry or visit them on the web at drcfirst.com slash dnvr next one coming in from mr bezos and it's two emojis tiger Tiger king and and king I, i i haven't gotten into this yet um i've i've heard mixed reviews i've heard it's crazy but I'm looking for something to uplift my spirits at this time. And I don't know if that's the, uh, that's the right move. Yeah. I've heard it's absolutely <laughs> wild. I'll get around to it for sure. But right now I'm all in on love is blind. <laughs> yep. Aren't we all love thunder down under question? Sorry. Three posts. My bad. Is it possible that the Broncos are waiting to see whether they, whether they post, whether in post free agency and draft, they have spare cash and then structure a deal with Phil. Maybe. Sure. There's, there's no reason for them to, to rush that at all on their end. I think they're also waiting on the TV contracts maybe as well to start figuring out what their cap might look like uh, in 2021 and beyond if the NFL can get its TV contracts done over the next several months. I don't think that's imminent. I think in a normal situation, once the CBA was done, the, NB- the NFL and its broadcast partners would already be working on deals. Right now, that's on hold, like a lot of things. This yep. next one coming in from Thick Fangio, and it's a little messed up. You have to eat the meat of any of the original 150 Pokemon. Which are you choosing? I struggled for a while since all delicious ones come later, but finally settled on Psyduck. You can choose any of the original 150, but if you say Zubat Soup, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> well, this is really going back. But in the when the TV show was on, there was a duck-like Pokemon that was eaten by humans to the point where it nearly became extinct. Yeah, Psyduck. Or is it far-fetched? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea. Are there any like plant ones? Uh, is it a uh, Bulbasaur? It's like a plant <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll eat that. Um, I was thinking maybe like like Snorlax. You could you could do something interesting <laughs> with some like fatty meat there. Oh my gosh! Like like pork belly maybe. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll have a uh, make you tired. Yeah, it's full of tryptophan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye Bronco guys, your content this week has been awesome. Thanks for the insight and hard work, Mace. I'm 
with you on the PS4 out of necessity to play MLB The Show. This year's installment is great. My question today is if the Broncos get one of the top three receivers in the draft, can this offense average 24 points per game? If so, is that enough to win 10 games with our defense? As always, thanks for your insight and stay safe. They yes better. and yes. Yep. If they Bingo. average 24 points, they'll be, uh, they'll be definitely in the mix for the playoffs. They better average 24 points a game. <laughs> That's all I'm you saying. S- yeah, you say that, uh, you say that angry. Uh, I can't say I, threatening. I can't keep watching trash offense. <laughs> we deserve it, don't we? So we're just hoping for average offense. That's going to be enough because 24 in today's football. That's 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 maybe on the high side of the middle of the curve. Yeah, I think it'd be between yeah. 10 and 15, right around 10. Yeah. Oh, but that'd yeah, be great. Give me 24-20 rather than 17-16. Oh yes. Oh Please. my Give me gosh. 48 45 over <laughs> any of those things. Well, I think like, yes. it, that would be lovely, but 51 48, Denver versus Dallas 2013 is not walking through that door just yet. It'd nope. be awesome. I hope it does someday, but it's not. We're a ways away from that. Yep. All right, Iceman. Hey, friends. My concern with Melvin is because of his 6,750. 750- Six million seven hundred fifty thousand guaranteed per year. He is going to be the bell cow running back starting all sixteen games in twenty twenty. Something Phil has completely earned, like Andrew. But he will just be the change of pace running back when he comes in. If they were keeping Phil past twenty twenty, he would have been extended before free agency. Enjoy twenty twenty, Lindsay fans like me. He is Gonzo before twenty twenty one is my guess. FYI, Ryan replaced Marcus during the Broncos game and never looked back. Mace's F-bomb helps with the COVID-19 lockdown. <laughs> Maybe I should just drop one in every podcast. But it has, the thing is, it has to be organic. It, it, that, like, and completely unplanned. That yeah. was just blunt, off the cuff. Yeah, if every day's Christmas, then no days are Christmas. Right. <laughs> you, you have to have scarcity. It's got to be, you know, it's like Haley's Comet. comes around once every 76 years. <laughs> um. The Broncos can keep Phil in 2021 for pennies, so they're going to do that too, no matter what, in my opinion. Yep, he, he's here for at least two more years, I, I believe. Boucher all day. Mates, MLB The Show will be coming to all consoles as soon as 2021. This is good news for Xbox users, and it is a game previously owned by Sony, so my offer still stands. If you had to predict the last time remaining moves of free agency, or if you had to predict the last remaining moves of free agency, what move do you see the Broncos doing? Who are they signing, cutting, restructuring, and extending? Hmm. I'm going to say Amu Kamara. And you know what? Maybe this is a little bit hopeful. Derek Wolf comes back on a one-year, about $3.5 million deal. Oh. 35% of what he said he would play for no less than. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, how would, change. He, how would he be able to swallow that? Uh, I guess it is time, still three and a half million, change. right? You know, it's uh, as they said in the uh, draft day movie, we live in a different world now than we lived in either one hour ago, one week ago, yesterday. Uh, my daughter is visiting me, by the way. So, <laughs> oh, hello. Say hi, Charlotte. Hey, hey there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> best that's appearance. The, Love that's it. That's the best guest we've had on the pod in. In since Perna, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is uh, on lunch break, recess break from school right now. Yeah, Enjoying she gave me a, oh my a gosh, off she in the is corner. So freaking cute. 
You know what's interesting? She goes to a private school, by the way. Um, she goes to a Catholic school. But they make, for their Zoom classes, they make them wear their uniform shirt. Wow. Just to keep everybody in the habit. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they're, they're doing a good job with it so far. I know uh, one thing that uh, just a lot of what all the schools are doing to keep their kids engaged and involved is terrific. My daughter, she even has dance classes and art classes uh, from her school over these Zoom conferences. Wow. Pretty, really cool. They're really That's trying crazy. to keep them in, really trying to keep them in a routine. The new reality. From Baby Spider. Sorry my name freaks you out, Zach. My dad has been known as Spider his entire life because when he was a teenager, he was such a scrawny guy that his arms and legs reminded everyone of a daddy long legs. As I got older uh, and started shooting more archery tournaments with him, I got the nickname Baby Spider. Anyway, quite a ways back, Ryan was trying to get you to talk like you do your cats on the pod and you seem to be embarrassed. Embrace that stuff, man. You know the cats love it. I named my cat Lindsay after number 30. We rarely call her by her actual name. It usually comes out more like Wins instead of Lins. I'm with Ryan. I think you should give us an example of how you talk to your fur babies. Anyway, have a great weekend, fam. <laughs> mine's, a, mine's a lot more dramatic than just uh, like changing one letter. So it <laughs> probably will take uh, maybe a game close to Edward Forty Hands for that to come out on the pod. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I actually, I admit I do uh, kind of some baby talk to my uh, dog, Rupert, like, Hey, Rupee, come here. Ooh. You want a treat? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Who's the little lover pup? Who's the little lover pup? You are, aren't you? <laughs> I yeah. love that, Mace. After hearing that, I'm back to not wanting Zach to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mace. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Scani. Hey, gang, new subscriber here. Wisconsin dubbed me an essential employee, so I've been doing my best to pay it forward which so far has consisted of an abundance of curbside bar food. And for the new subscriber, got him. We got him. I was born in Denver, but moved to Wisconsin as an infant and have never been back in my 28 years of existence. Thank you so much for making me feel connected to the Broncos and the city of Denver as well. You guys are great. I'll finally be making the trip as soon as COVID allows. Anyway, Will Parks played 51% of the defensive snaps last season, and his position hasn't been filled through free agency. Is safety in play at 15? Nope. An early run on tackles, defensive linemen, and wide receivers could leave Xavier McKinney as the BPA. Much love, the Scani. No, they're not drafting a safety in the first round. I mean, I guess anything's possible, but if they do, that would be a terrible, terrible decision. I think they can just move Trey Marshall into the Will Parks role if they really need someone to play that role. It really, really shouldn't be on the table at 15. Or maybe Davian Taylor from CU, a guy we've talked about, he's got the speed to be kind of that hybrid linebacker safety, perhaps. Maybe you're talking about Davian Taylor being a mid-round selection and filling the Will Parks role, but having his official position on the roster being linebacker rather than safety. Dan Burke chimes in, says a lot of Denver media, Ryan O'Halloran, Mike Clissy, Salami DMAC, are hinting that a trade down is likely for the Broncos, specifically if Ruggs is off the board, which he probably will be. Have y'all heard anything similar? I haven't, and good God, that makes no sense to me at all. But uh, Henry Ruggs will not be there, in my opinion. So I guess if that's the case, then we got to start preparing for a trade back. I think it's, it's got to be more than just Ruggs off the board. I think Jerry Cutie has to be off the board, too. I think Before he will start too. talking about a trade down. Yeah. Uh, and C.D. Lamb. Why would you need to acquire more draft capital? You don't. It doesn't make sense to me. 
maybe it, let's say you move down a handful of selections and you can pick up a second round pick to do it. And you could still get, say, Denzel Mims later in the first round. What we were talking about earlier that you say, okay, well, you have to get a start. Maybe you want to get a, a starter like on the interior offensive line or someone who's going to play starter reps like a third cornerback rather than an offensive tackle who might sit on the bench in year one. Well, if you trade down a handful of selections, if those receivers are off the board, you can still get Denzel Mims in round two. Then maybe you could have all the pasta and the meatballs and get your immediate starter at corner on the or on the interior O-line and then get your tackle who might sit behind Garrett Bowles for a year. Uh, Mims me with that idea. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why you would want more draft capital. You want less draft capital and higher draft capital. Trade up. Do not trade back. It makes no sense to me. Unless they feel the value of the draft is on day two, which a lot of people believe in draft circles this year. That's so. fine. Just don't expect to get, uh, you know, immediate high-level contributors. Ohio Bronco 70 says, hey, guys, I want to say thank you for continuing to, to do the pod during this difficult time. It's often the one thing I look forward to since we are quarantined in our homes. But anyway, to football, we do not want or need Cam Newton. <laughs> It's absolutely baffling to see the reports of the NFL saying that we would want him after Drew balled out the last few games of the season. Then John Elway even said that Drew is the guy during this quarantine session. I've been playing a lot of Madden. I think I remember Reining mentioned this a while back, but in a career mode, I got drafted to Mace's Bucks as a quarterback. Brady is still on the Pats, and I have now made Mike Evans and OJ Howard 1,000-yard receivers. This mode is a great way to pass time. Like I said previously, thank you guys for continuing the pod, and I can't wait to listen. I salute you for making O.J. Howard into the player that I always thought he could be. From the Broncos' perspective, my heart broke a little bit when he went one selection before the, the Broncos picked, although I was happy for the Bucks getting him. But I knew when O.J. Howard went off the board and thought, okay, I have to embrace the fact that they're probably going to take Garrett Bowles. <laughs> Roll Tide. Uh, Howard was my last hope. Um, I also turned Mike Evans and OJ Howard into thousand yard receivers. OJ Howard is a beast in Madden. Well, Mike Evans is already there though. I mean, he's already a, a multi-year thousand yard receiver. So yeah, that's he true. just kept him there. The, the goal would be to get Mike Evans to 2000 yards. Uh, instead, I, got, I think he could in Madden. I had, um, OJ Howard closer to 2000 yards than Mike Evans. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> linebackers can't cover him in that game. That's true. Orange Bronco UK. Hey. I've been listening for around three months and have finally got round to subscribing. We got him. Got him. Just wanted to say thanks for all the great content. It makes my drive to and from work much, much easier. If the Broncos make it to London this year, I'll need to get you guys a pint of my favorite beer, Hop House. Also, as a huge football, soccer fan, and coach, I'm disappointed none of you backed my team, Liverpool. <laughs> I don't. Have we officially announced who we're backing? I have not, but... It's it's a it's one of those things like it, I've been negotiating in the tampering period. We're just waiting to sign the contract. <laughs> Hopefully that uh, negotiating period doesn't go until the fall of 2021. Oh, Hopefully I not. have a feeling it will. I, I I'm not expecting the Premier League to resume its season just based on what I've heard. I don't think that's what Zach was talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, I'm expecting everyone's season to resume. Uh, from 
Chilongo Bronco. Hey, uh, sorry, RK. The best Tom Cruise role, in my opinion, is when he portrayed Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder. He made a hilarious performance. In your thoughts, does Tim Patrick make the roster this year? Uh, no. I think Tim Patrick mm-hmm. and Juwan Winfrey are fighting for one spot. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I think Juwan Winfrey stays healthy in training camp. And when healthy, mm-hmm. he's a better receiver than Tim Patrick. So I think he ends up uh, taking that spot. And I think if he shows the potential that he flashed last summer, Zach Azani is going to pound the table for Juwan Winfrey to be on the roster. Again, yep. Locked in, says Mace. Since you like MLB The Show, I thought I'd share a little fact with you. In Jose Altuve ratings, one of his special skills (laughs) is home body because he performs better when playing at home. I doubt the creators and designer had any malicious intent, but it is still too funny. Maybe they always knew. Oh, yeah. man. They what always a, knew he was cheating. Also, if you pause it and zoom in, you can see a little bump on his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Larry Dang Jr. Hey, guys. And Broncos country, hashtag new rule. Anytime someone does a dumb mock, mocking Herbert to the Broncos, or writes an article on the Broncos getting some potentially washed quarterback to compete with Drew, just retweet it and say it with, Say it with us, the Broncos do not need another quarterback episode. LOL. I'm so over it. I wanted to tweet, Drew, as I have been Callahan. Callahan responded, he's dope. To block out the noise, stay blessed and prepared. But, man, I just think about how Drew handled this season. Dude is fine and needs zero encouragement. He's got this. Like, I'm watching on NFL Network, Brady's last game against Tampa Bay, thinking, poor Mike Evans. Brady just doesn't just doesn't throw the ball downfield. LL like, man, dude, what if we had Tom Brady in Cortland to had to get his catches five to fifteen yards a pop? That would suck. You tell me, Mace. I don't get Bruce Arians' scheme mashed with Tom Brady's arm. Shake my head. LOL. I'm kind of with you on that, LDJ. Been watching a lot of Shermer-led offenses as well. So my question today to you guys is: It seems like Shermer becomes a chameleon to make his quarterback successful. So do you think Shermer is going to reflect what he did with Chip Kelly, with Sam Bradford, or more so what he did with Keenan in Minnesota? What's the best way Shermer can make Drew successful? The best way he can, he can make him successful is by doing exactly what you said and just playing mm-hmm. off Drew's strengths. And those strengths are letting him rip it and letting him extend plays it, it, back there. He, it, and I don't expect this to be the case. But Pat Schirmer better not be doing a, just a, a quick throw offense, the Derek Carr offense with mm. Drew Locke. And, and I don't expect that because Drew's strengths are doing the exact opposite. Now, he wasn't calling plays for Donovan McNabb, but what would you think of some McNabb-like elements in this offense taking advantage of the ability to escape but also the arm talent? Absolutely. I yeah. think that would work well. I think that's a really good place to point. From Pig Tosser 66, thanks for being one of the few things in our lives right now that we can go to that still feels normal. The DNVR culture embodies community and togetherness, and being a part of this family is going to help us all get through this. I completely agree. And when all this is over, I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to throw the best damn party with the best damn beer for the best damn people. Until then, please stay safe, everyone. Agree on all fronts. Mm-hmm. My quick NFL comment, I'm so glad the NFL draft is continuing as planned. In my opinion, the pros far outweigh the cons to keep it as it is, and the NFL made the right call. I'll probably watch every pick from Joe Burrow to Mr. Irrelevant, and many others will too. I agree. You know, I get where all the fans are coming from, but 
if you've got objections far and wide from those who are actually involved with executing the draft, I just think they should be con- they should be given a little more consideration, and that Roger Goodell should not come down heavy handed like he's enforcing martial law and saying that any dissent is going to be punished. Yeah, I think that's a really, really bad look. I mean, you're just threatening anyone for speaking out. That's yeah. that's a very bizarre, um, and I, I don't like that part about it, that's for sure. You know what's probably hurt? Uh, I don't think the first three, four rounds are going to be affected by this because think about the fact that everyone at the Combine, everyone at the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Game, they have official verified measurements on but. What about all the guys, like when you get to the, the late, the seventh round and the undrafted pool, I think that's going, is going to be what is really messed up by all this because a lot of those guys, you were just starting to measure them at pro day. And, and we, had, we got through about what, about 25% of the pro days before everything got called off. So I think that's sort of where it comes in. I don't think it affects the early and even middle rounds. I think this is something that's going to impact the late rounds and the undrafted pool. So this is where – uh, if you've got good scouts, you've got a better chance of success. I kind of like that Roger Goodell was like, this is how it's going to be, and don't whine about it like a little baby. Um, <laughs> Did you want to use a different word to be censored? Uh, I thought about it. Um, <laughs> but I, I agree with you, Mace. I mean, the first four rounds should be fine. Maybe in the final rounds they stop overthinking stuff and just draft good players like Phil, the Philip Lindsays of the world. Like, I, I wonder, for example, if Juwan Winfrey would have been drafted last year under the conditions of this year because he wasn't at any of the uh he wasn't at the all-star games i believe he wasn't at the uh the combine someone like him gets hurt in this process yeah no without a doubt <laughs> excuse me Ooh, benny okay. lava says sup boys how you living this comment is a response to johnny g who last posts said he was getting back into gaming, particularly Halo 5 and Madden. That's literally all I'm doing right now is playing those two games. Would love some company. My gamer tag is O, Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, Lava, O, space, M-D. Let's get it. No Broncos question today, boys. Just you guys have been killing it, and I appreciate you. Also, The Mummy is a great movie, and whoever said Brendan Fraser is a bad actor is just silly. Who said that? wasn't me i did i had to look him up so i think we had a commenter that uh, did not uh, praise brendan i mean frazier's uh-oh someone's yeah. not owning up to it wait <laughs> brendan frazier was also in a sports movie guys which one is that the scout the scout mm. it was about albert brooks played a down on his luck scout for the new york yankees and he found a flame-throwing prospect out of nowhere named uh, steve nebraska played by brendan frazier all right. And it, it, I don't want to spoil the climax, but let's just say it ends with Steve Nebraska throwing the greatest game in the history of baseball. So it's somewhat implausible, but it's a fun little movie. And if Sounds you don't like want to just... spoil the climax, use man's. No, I'm just kidding. I. I, I don't know if I said it out I don't remember saying it out loud, but I don't think Brendan Fraser is a good actor, so I'll, I'll own up to that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go out and win any Academy Awards or anything like that, but I'm not, I am not not watching a movie because Brendan Fraser is in it. I don't know if I've ever watched a Brendan Fraser movie. 
you probably have. Like, do, do, Mace, do you remember George of the Jungle? Yes. Watch that out was, for that tree. Yep. <laughs> that was George. A, George. George of the Jungle. <laughs> that was a Brendan Fraser one. I, for some reason, I really remember that one. All right, last one. I believe so. Yes. Wait, is it from? Oh no. H Town Bronco. Okay, we have two more. H-Town Bronco says, worst night of my life was on Edward Forty Hands. I was a junior in high school at a party, and me and my friends thought we were cool, and we thought it was badass. We both did it. Friend got so hammered, he's built like Zach. No offense, Zach. He peed himself. And uh, meanwhile, I ended up on the toilet most of the night. Um, although I hooked up with a girl because of it, she thought it was funny and dangerous because of our age, silly teen- teenagers. LOL. So that's what got her to get with you was being wait, silly and dangerous. That's not, wait, yeah, uh, 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 wait, nothing. That is, that is um, bad. I, I would think being on the toilet most of the night would include <laughs> and hooking up with a girl. But what do I know? I would do. <laughs> oh God. Uh, from Hingle McCringleberry. Sorry to comment again, but the lady astronaut Mace was referring to yesterday. Last yesterday was Lisa Nowak or Novak. Yep. Uh, who did, in fact, wear depends on her way to try and kidnap or kill the other woman in a supposed mm. love triangle of astronauts. Yes. Wow. I remember f- for a while just referring to her as crazy astronaut lady. This was back about 13 years ago. The only thing uh. worse than being kidnapped or killed by someone would be by someone that's wearing depends and has been using that depends. Not only that, she had the depend, the, uh, the astronaut diapers on underneath, but she wore a wig and a trench coat as she stopped U.S. Air Force Captain Colleen Shipman in the airport parking lot in Orlando, asked her for a ride or to use a cell phone. And when the, open, the woman opened her car window, police say that Nowak, the astronaut, sprayed pepper spray at the, at the woman's face. Did she oh survive? Gosh. She, fine. she survived. Yep. Okay, good. Um, and then the story, yeah, wore diapers on the almost 1,000-mile drive from Houston to Orlando so she wouldn't have to stop. Well, I would assume if there's one thing astronauts know how to do, it's how to triangulate. (laughs) Wow. All right. I think that does it for us today. We are really uh, getting off the rails here. And I want to give a shout out to Davidson's. Like we said, Davidson's is now doing delivery and curbside pickup. They've got two locations, one in Centennial, one in Highlands Ranch. If you're out and about, maybe picking up some groceries, make sure you hit them up or just have them deliver it right to your house so you don't have to leave check out davidson's you can download their app and become a part of their uh loyalty program you can get a delicious 15 can sampler delivered to your door whatever it is davidson's has whatever you need for this weekend even though everything is kind of like a weekend now who knows all i know is that we get a couple days off before we will be back with you guys on monday so to you fellas have a good weekend and to the listeners we'll see you on monday Exactly.